Hi, my name is Evan Herman, and I'm documenting my journey on becoming the best version of myself while learning how to be an entrepreneur and developing the successful habits that are necessary to get and keep me there. If you want to come alongside of me and make this journey together, we'll be listening and learning from some of the world's greatest mentors in the areas that matter most, faith, family, finances, friendship, fitness, and fun. So join me on the Whole Person Podcast. I just wanted you guys to know that I love being the host of the Whole Person Podcast. That being said, I wanted you to know where the money comes from for the show. The truth is, we actually don't make money on the podcast just yet. And so as of right now, the way that the podcast gets funded is because through my real estate career, I pay to produce and create the Whole Person Podcast. Now, eventually... I would like the show to be self-sustaining, but until then, I am okay with producing the financial revenue in order for the show to work because, well, this is my baby. So that being said, if you know of anyone that is looking to buy or sell a home within the Tulsa, Oklahoma area, I'd be more than happy to talk with them and see how I can help them do that. And if by chance you live outside the area and you or someone that you know is looking to buy or sell a home... I would love to even talk with them. And the reason why is because I can help connect them with the right real estate agent and even those agents pay referral fees. And by doing these things, you will actually help me to pay for the production of the Whole Person Podcast. And I just want to say thank you for that. And I hope you guys enjoy the show. Just so you know, I started recording. And for those of you who... Well, this is the first time Eric is appearing on the show. This is my real estate coach, Eric Kelly. Eric, how are you? I'm doing great this morning. Thanks, Evan. How are you? Doing well. Now, you know, I decided to start video, or excuse me, podcasting my coaching calls with Eric because while I am growing in real estate, I also realized that his advice could basically transcend industry. So that's why I started recording these. And Eric, let's just go into our normal coaching call and forget that people may or may not be listening. Okay. Sounds great. So when we spoke last, um, we had put out a challenge for you to track your activities, what you were focused on, where you were spending your time for a three-day period. So tell me how that went for you. So I definitely did track, and I think I tracked like four or five days. Excellent. Overachiever. Yeah, kind of. I really wanted to... Well, to be honest, I didn't like some of the stuff I was tracking. So I you know, was more conscientious, conscientious towards the end of that tracking, I, I'm guessing. Oh, interesting. So tell me more about that. So, you know, as I'm looking over my notes here, you know, get ready in the morning, drive to school, delivered an earnest check, stop for gas meet with Mark for coffee, who's also another real estate agent, did okay. some inspections, went to another inspection, lunch, lead gen, Walmart, pick up my son at like 2.30, 2.40. He's in pre-K. Okay. Um, work on podcasts for several hours, clean the house, pick up my other son, cook, eat, clean. And this must've been a Thursday night. Cause then it says I watched football for the rest of the night. <laughs> okay. Well, that, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I think sometimes, I think sometimes when we're in the space where we want to get into high level productivity, 
or achievement or or there's something that we're trying to accomplish or we're emulating people that are peak performers in the world we think that their entire life is about that one discipline so a top performing real estate agent that all they do is eat sleep and breathe real estate and the reality is there's actually people that we could observe in the marketplace that do operate that way but the truth is they're not really the top performers so so there's nothing wrong with taking the evening and watching football and and certainly i would be a strong encourager of the time that you spend with your family and your children um i think that's one of the most vital components of our personal legacy uh from our journey here on earth so what i'm really interested in is what are you getting from the time that you're actually putting into what we label as work right so how much juice are you getting out of that orange that we call work right. and that's where the people that are that are super productive and high achievers that's where they've achieved a level of mastery right. and the the component that they're leveraging to do that is there's a few of them one of them is intense focus uh, write this down so intense focus intense focus during the time that they're working okay so even doing a session like this where we're going to do a coaching call or if i'm going to jump on a podcast or if i'm going to speak or do a one-on-one -on -one consultation with somebody i'm taking a, a, a brief period of time sometimes a couple minutes um at least 30 45 60 seconds something before i go into that conversation to clear everything out that's going on in the swirl because we all have the swirl in the world right right i want to clear that out because i want to be a hundred percent present and focused with you because that's how we're going to have the greatest exchange and and make the most productive use of our time together okay um, and, and that's the commitment i want to have to you if you're going to invest your time with me and i'm going to invest my time with you like let's maximize what that experience is so intense focus is number one so when you're in work mode, and that doesn't mean you're in work mode 24-7, but when you're in work mode, you're working, like you're intensely focused. In our industry and many others, one of the things that we really want to master at a high level is human connection. The best way to achieve human connection is active listening, meaning I'm asking purposeful questions coming from a place of curiosity. And instead of thinking about what you're saying in the moment specifically or how I'm going to respond to what you're saying. I'm, I'm just listening to what you are saying. Does that make sense? Right. Okay. So, so that again comes from, that's like an intense level of focus. I'm just okay. really focused on that. Uh, second component would be a pure sense of really purposeful priority, purposeful priority. B because in your day, that you just went through, which is a pretty typical day, right? That's probably a pretty typical day in life. Yeah. Okay. So when you went through that, probably everything you were doing during that day seemed like a priority in the moment. Pretty much. Yep. Did every one of those priorities in the moment serve your greater purpose or your mission or what you want to accomplish in your business or life? No, it did not. Okay. So that's where we start to analyze and 100% perfection in this discipline is probably an unrealistic target for any human being. I mean, I, I just think it's unachievable. So we can't go around beating ourselves up over 
oh, I only got to 90% of <laughs> perfection in, in that, right? But, but if we set the intention and the majority of our time starts to become purposeful, okay? If the majority of time becomes that, sorry, I got an alarm going off. Um, then that's going to change our performance, our productivity. And it's also going to free up the space when we're taking that personal time to be fully present in that too, because we'll know that we've met our other objectives or obligations. Right. So purposeful priority is going to lead us to eliminating some things from our life, streamlining some things in our life and creating leverage. It's going to identify opportunities for leverage in our life. So one of the things that um, during this time I realized too is I spent a lot of time building this other side business, this podcast, and right. I've been spending a lot of time while it's work, it's not my main work. And right. real estate is the main thing. Now I serviced my clients. I Anything that I had going on, I didn't let fall. I just didn't go after a lot of new stuff like I wish I should. Okay. And and I can't. Maybe I'm being too hard on myself in general because I did, I still did lead generate. I still did go after new business, but just not with as much intensity because I also had. When I say intensity, I should probably say with the same time. Okay. Because normally I can lead generate for three four hours over the phone per day, but between keeping things going on current contracts and files and building the podcast, my lead generation time suffered. So now I'm moving more into the, okay, my launch for this podcast is almost done. So it's not requiring as much oomph. I can kind of redirect focus and maybe for the time being that focus was okay on the podcast to get it launched, to get it going. But here's my next question within terms of real estate and maybe even elsewhere. You know, I have two main sources of lead generating. Okay. It comes from referrals. Yep. And it comes from making phone calls to past expireds and uh, for sale by owners. Okay. I am getting burnt out of phone calling. Yeah. And I want to move in a different direction. That's been my bread and butter, and I'm decent at it. But I'm burnt out from it, and okay. I think that's part of my issue. So um, a couple things on that. First of all, um, you mentioned that you did lead generate, and you were still kind of beating yourself up. So I would say um, acknowledgement is a key part of the, the track of success and fulfillment in, in anything that we do. And we need to, I mean, the first thing is having awareness about it, which you have awareness because you said my intention was really to do this or my standard was to do this. And I feel like I was redirecting energy towards the podcast. So I really didn't meet my own standard or expectation, at least for myself. Right. Right. So um, having a clear minimum standard is the first thing. And what does that discipline look like? Um, And then the second thing is, there's a whole variety of way to source business in this industry. Okay. There's some people that are great at calling expireds and FISBOs. There's some people that are great at open houses. There's some people that are master networkers. Uh, there's some people that have built a large business over time. So they may have hundreds and hundreds of past clients. 
that they can source business from. Referrals is another way to source business. That can come from your sphere of influence, your past clients, um, and other real estate agents. So there's a specific conversation and a specific approach that, that we have to employ consistently over time in order to receive results from any of those disciplines. You're not going to go out and do your first open house and have a great experience necessarily. You may meet some nice people. You may even have a couple opportunities that show up, uh, but it's probably not going to be your best one ever. But your hundredth open house, you're going to be pretty darn good at it. Right. So all of those things take time. If you're feeling burned out, then I would say a couple things. Um, uh, not of real estate, but just of phone calling. Of the calls, right. So you need to change something up to keep the variety. And you need to find what are the things that bring you fulfillment and satisfaction in that process. Because there's a reason why you've done it in the past, because it's worked for you on some level. Right. So has that reason changed? And so what I would get really clear about in that space is, what are my expectations? Because understand anything that we're doing throughout the day and the reason I think this tracking uh, exercise is so powerful is we're exchanging an hour or a day of our life for that. So if it's not bringing you joy, if it's not moving you in the direction of your dreams, if, you're not, if it's not giving you some reward in some way that is bringing uh, fulfillment or opportunity or capacity to your life. And it doesn't always have to be financial, Evan, right? So the reward can be, I spent a half day with someone that I really admire and we had the most incredible conversation and they shared things with me that inspired me and I shared things with them that inspired them. And we just really built an incredible um, amount of relationship equity that day. So it doesn't always have to be dollars and cash and commissions and all those things that, that get labeled in our industry. There's value in the human connection. Mm. And, and I would submit that that is the most valuable thing that we can experience in life. Okay. Um, you know, we talk about uh, currency in the world because people get attached to money and many, many, many people have different stigmas around the idea of money. So for a lot of us, there's subconscious battles that we're, that we're fighting through. Some of them are visible. Some of them we're not even that aware of until we do some deep work, but related to money and earning money and attracting money. But, but money is just, it's attraction. There's a reason they call it currency, like electric current currency. It's just flowing where the energy is. So the money comes to us in direct proportion to the value that we're creating in the world. Hmm. Yeah. So with regard to the calls, my suggestion would be if you flipped the lens and you were sitting in the seat of the for sale by owner or the person who had trusted someone in your industry that labeled themselves with the same title that you do, who essentially did not fulfill the promises or commitments that they made. And now they're frustrated because their intention was to sell their home. That was their goal. It wasn't met. And they've probably lingered on the market for three or six or nine or 12 months uh, and not gotten the result they hoped for and probably not gotten honest feedback all the way through the process. So that's the person that now you're that person sitting in that chair. I would say, how are you feeling? What are your concerns? 
what's going to be annoying or frustrating to you, like 37 realtors making your phone ring all day long the day after your home expired, right? Um, And what would be a value and what would be distinctive and compelling to them? Like, how do you differentiate yourself in that conversation? And so maybe part of the process is calling instead of becoming the proactive lead generation, which everyone else is doing that's calling expireds. Maybe you put a nice little one pager or some kind of cute kit, or you do something that you can drop at the door and you start getting in the car and going out and meeting people face to face. Pop buys. You do a pop buy with your expires and then the calls on the FISBOs and expires, they become your follow-up. So instead of the prospecting on the front end, you're already introducing yourself to these clients this works for FISBOs too. Are there, if we sat down and spent, you know, 30 minutes, do you think that we could come up with 10 ideas that would genuinely add value for a for sale by owner? Yes. Yep. So why don't we set forth those 10 things and that gives you 10 different opportunities. And so you could have a, a folder, one of those accordion folders with one pagers with specific areas, like here's the best way to stage your home. Here's the top five things that buyers place value on when they're looking for a home. Here's the considerations you need to be aware of. If you do sell your own home, here's the risks and liabilities you could be exposed to. So maybe there's 10 of those and it's all a one page summary with nice graphics on it. And you have your little accordion folder. And when you go to the door, you just ask a couple simple questions. And based on those responses, you pull out the right piece of information and hand it to them. And now you've added value. And once you've met them face to face, you can go back to the office that day and you can write a handwritten personal note and say, Hey, it was really a pleasure to meet you. I am here to be a real estate resource. I know that if I help enough other people over time, get exactly what they want, uh, that that will come back to me or, or that, you know, I rely on referrals for my business. So if I can add value to you and someday we have the opportunity to work together down the road, or you know someone who has a real estate need, I'd like to be your trusted advisor. So we send that note, we put the business card in, uh, we, we send that over. And there's a half a dozen different ways that that conversation can go. Sometimes people might invite you in. You know, maybe you have a buyer in your pipeline that's looking for a home like that and it hasn't appeared on MLS if it's a FISBO. Right. You know, if it's an expired, my conversation is very straightforward with an expired. I'd say, Evan, understand that there's three reasons homes don't sell in this market. It's price, it's presentation, or it's promotion. Which one do you think was your problem? Like, why do you think it is the one that your house didn't sell? I didn't do that in a very polished or eloquent way, but you get the gist of it. Right. Because those are the only three reasons. Either it's priced too high, it looks like crap, or the agent did a terrible job of marketing the house. That's the only reason that a house expires. There's the only three. So why not just go right, go right in and say, here it is. Go knock on the door. If they're not there, leave that on the flyer. There's three reasons home don't sell. I'd like to help you figure out what the case was for yours and see if we can come up with a solution that makes sense for you. Give me a call for a complimentary private consultation. No obligation. I'm here to serve. Now, are you going to bat a thousand on that? 
Probably not. Probably not. But what's going to happen if you go out and do that? I bet if you went out and said, I'm going to make the commitment for the next three weeks to go out and have those conversations every day. And you set a minimum standard. Maybe it's three, maybe it's five, whatever the number is. But you just break through the barrier of uh, that awkward feeling walking up to somebody's door. They don't know you. What if they're pissed off? Like they're not happy they didn't sell their house, whatever. Who cares? You don't know them anyway. Right. So if you knock on their door and they're offended by that and now they don't like you, they never knew you before. So who cares? They don't even know your name. So would you go in the evening send when you're most likely to catch people at home then? It depends on what works for your personal schedule. I mean, I think you might need to play with that. I know, I know an agent here in this market that door knocks uh, in a community that's on the perimeter of Phoenix, um, and they door knock from 3 to 5 p.m., which yeah, is not pleasant in the summer. Yeah, because the biggest thing is scheduling-wise, either A, I'd have to do it once my wife's home in the evening, which yeah. by this point now it's getting dark, so people don't like answering their doors at night. Sure. Or I have to do it before I pick up my son from pre-K. So realistically, my best time would probably be from like 11 to, uh, well, noon to 2. Okay. So do it from noon to 2. You know, and, may, and maybe what you do, Evan, is you pick two or three weekdays that you're going to do that. Two or three. You make your calls during that same time frame on the other days. So you have a rhythm around this is when I'm going to be having these conversations every day. And then you carve out two hours on a Saturday and you go do it on Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon as well. So that way you've got three days of follow-up calls, three days of, of prospecting. Uh, understand too, you know this about me. I'm not a proponent of working seven days a week. This is a burnout industry. Like you've been doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, and you're getting kind of burnt out on it. That's why we got to change it up, keep some variety. That doesn't mean you can't have a daily discipline. So two of mine over the years have been, I rarely work on Sundays. That's my family day, my rest, recharge, rejuvenate day. Um, And for a 10 year span, I took a minimum of six weeks off every summer with my kids as they were growing up. And we would detach. I was still involved loosely. You know, I was taking care of my clients, doing what I needed to, but built in leverage and systems around running the business and a cycle of the business so that I could check out and we could go take trips and have adventures and see places because that was important to me. So I structured my business around that. Which is a point or place in my own career that I want to get because, man, when I hurt my knee... It was like game. I mean, other than what I was already servicing, because I had business going on and I just serviced it until it closed. Right. But game over on getting new clients. I was in mobile for at least three months. I couldn't right. between the fresh injury, the knee surgery recovery. So I then it ta- then it changes it up, doesn't it? It changes yeah. it up. I couldn't yeah. leverage myself. Yep. And so exactly. that's the point I want to reach. I want to reach leverage. Gotcha. Well, and you will, and th- this is the this is the path to that is creating that is first of all getting really intentional with your time and focus, then getting uh, your rituals down so you have daily disciplines that are recurring, and you get a rhythm to your business. And then once you catch that momentum, it's hard to stop it because for most real estate agents, if they had one more closing a month, it would change their life. Yeah, pretty much. So that's what this process begins. And then when you get to two more closings a month, guess what happens? 
Well, now you have money to spend for everything you don't want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, let's circle back on this next week. Uh, It was great to be with you. I hope you got some good stuff out of it. I've got to jump right now, but we'll jump on again next week, do this again, and continue the dialogue. Sound good? Sounds good, man. All right. Thanks. Have an awesome day. You too. Take care. Well, that was some good feedback. I guess some of the major things that, I, that I've taken away is one, I'm kind of a little too hard on myself and I shouldn't be because I'm looking at the times that I did lead generate, lead generate and say, well, that's not enough. Simultaneously, I'm launching another, another business, this podcast um, and moving forward with that. But I really liked what he was talking about you know, there's so many times in my life, well, if I can't do it at the best time, which would be, let's say in the evening for pop buys that he was talking about, then I'm just not going to do it because it won't be, you know, we'll call it beneficial. But I like what he said. Well, the best time to do it is when it fits in your schedule. And so sometimes I think we use scheduling as an excuse not to do something that we know we should do. Because just because we can't do it at the most perfect time, we just check it off and say, we're not going to do it. So maybe moving forward, we can say, no, this is my life. This is my schedule. This is kind of where I'm at. And in order to be successful, if I do this, this is where it's going to have to fit into my life. And as I'm saying this, I see a squirrel squirrel running across my yard, carrying a nut in its mouth and two nuts in its hands, one per, per hand. And so that little dude is really, really hungry. And maybe we need to be like a squirrel. You know, when it's time to eat, we recognize it's time to eat and we feast. And when the time in our schedules don't allow, then don't try to plan things in that time, whether if it's best or not. The other thing that I I really enjoyed within this conversation is talking about burnout. You know, I've been selling real estate for nearly six years now. I'm a month away from my sixth year. And the entirety of the six years, I've predominantly made phone calls to for sale by owners and expireds as my main source of generating business outside of referrals that my friends and family and centers of influence send me. (coughs) Excuse me. So I like what he was saying is that I have to add something else into what I'm doing that can generate business that brings fulfillment and purpose into my life. Because if you're doing something that brings fulfillment and purpose, that feeds life into what you're doing. And so for me, it's meeting people and making connections and networking. And so the two big takeaways for me would be to to do the pot buys at the convenient time and to start getting better at networking, which I'm already good at. I just really don't do. So those were my key takeaways. And then like that squirrel running across, you know, when it's lunchtime, when it's time to to prepare, then I just grab a lot and prepare because it's preparing for the winter. And then when it's time not to prepare, when it's time to rest, just enjoy resting. And 
I think that's something difficult that I have had because I always want to be doing something to get me closer to my goal. I always want to be productive and I have a hard time just relaxing around my family because one, I, I just like, okay, well, I need to make money for my family. I need, need to provide. And then that just destroys my time with them and being meaningful about when I'm working, I work and when I rest, I rest. So that's kind of my takeaways for today. And I'm looking forward to the next coaching call with him. And then also sharing some of these changes and results that I make with you guys and hold myself accountable through this podcast, I guess. So take care and we'll talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you would, I'd greatly appreciate you subscribing as well as rating and even leaving us an objective review. It helps us with our ratings and spreading the message of the Whole Person Podcast. And now, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Thank you guys so much for listening today. Take care and God bless.